Welp, here we are. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast. I am your host, Tom O'Shea, episode 49, so one more till 50. It's not a great one, folks. Started out great on the 4th of July and then, yeah, once again, we fell to another division opponent. We lost another division series once again to the Tampa Bay Rays, the two games of three. Not good. Not good. And and don't look now. Guess who's coming to town tomorrow and uh, sun, tomorrow through Sunday? Yep, the old Bronx Bombers, the best team in baseball right now, the New York Yankees. But we'll get into that in a little bit around the end of the show. But first, let's go over the series recap of this Tampa Bay Rays series. Yuck. All right. So... As I said, on July the 4th, or the 4th of July, the Red Sox did take on the Rays, coming back from a uh, road trip that landed them in Cleveland, Toronto, and Chicago. And now we are back for a a homestand between the Tampa Bay and New York. And in the first game of the series, on July the 4th, the Red Sox took care of business as they held the Tampa Bay Rays to just two hits in that game. Crawford pitches good. Uh, Austin Davis, which was an opener, and yeah, and everybody, John Trevor, they did their job. Offense did their job. Trevor Story hit a home run, um, and the Red Sox ended up winning this game for nothing, and they increased their record to forty-five and thirty-five, so ten games above five hundred, and on a two-game win streak. All right, let's get into the box scores. All right, leading off and playing center field was uh Jaron Durant. He went zero for three, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he struck out one time. All right, and then pinch hitting for him was Rob Refsnyder. Went 0 for 1, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he struck out zero times. Then substituted for him and playing center field was Jackie Bradley Jr. He does not get a bat whatsoever, so there's no point going over his line score. All right. Um, then batting second and playing third base was Rafael Devers, 2 for 4, so he had a pretty good day. One run, one RBI, zero walks, and he struck out zero times. Then batting third and playing uh for, or playing batting third and playing DH was JD Martinez one for four one run zero RBI zero walks and he strikes out once so he's starting to hit a little bit again. All right, batting fourth and playing catcher was uh, Christian Vasquez one for three zero runs zero RBIs one walk and he struck out zero times. Batting fifth or uh, batting fifth and playing left field Alex Verdugo one for four. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out once. Batting sixth and playing second base was Trevor Story, two for four, so a pretty good day from him. One run, one RBI, one or zero walks, and he did strike out once, but still. All right, batting seven, then playing right field is Franchi Cordero, one for four, zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he struck out twice. All right. Batting uh, eighth and playing uh, shortstop was uh, Christian Arroyo, two for four. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out zero times. All right, and then batting ninth and playing first base is uh, Bobby Dahlback, one for three, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out once. All right. Okay. So uh, so the offense was basically a double by uh, Christian Arroyo, and then, as I said, a home run by Trevor Story, his 13th of the year, fourth uh, in the fourth inning off of Josh Fleming. With uh, zero on and two out. And then RBI, as I said, from uh, one from Franchi Cordero, his 22nd. Devers is 42nd. And then Trevor Story is 53rd. Yeah. 
team leading 53rd, I should say. And then a caught stealing by a, uh, Rafael Devers, his first of the year. Yeah. What's up? All right. Getting the start in or our Red Sox pitching, getting the start in this one and uh, pitching two innings was Austin Davis. Gave up zero hits, surrendered zero runs, and none of them were earned, obviously. Excuse me. Walked one person, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left left the game with a 2.30 ERA. All right. Cutter Crawford, he comes in and uh, pitches 1.1 innings. Did I call him Carl Crawford to start off? The start off the show it is yeah I meant to say Cutter Crawford yeah Cutter Crawford so he gets he uh so he pitches five point one innings and gets the win so he's now two and two for the year gives up only two hits but does not surrender a run and definitely no earned runs walks only one person punches out eight gives up zero home runs and leaves the game with a five point oh four ERA then John Schreiber he comes in and pitches one point two innings and gets the save his third of the year. Um, gives up zero hits, surrenders zero runs, and none of them were earned, obviously. Walked zero people, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with an 0.66 ERA. Dripping, da- dripping down to zero. Zero! <laughs> I was about to say, he's kind of turning into the Garrett Whitlock for this year. Or from uh, last year. For this year's Garrett Whitlock. I mean, seriously. I mean, seriously. That guy came out of nowhere. All right. Raise or uh, raise box scores. All right. Leading off and playing third base was Gandhi Diaz. He went one for four, zero runs, zero RBI, zero walks, and he struck out zero times. All right. And then uh, batting uh, third or uh, batting second and playing shortstop was a uh, Wander Franco. He went one for four, zero runs, zero RBI, zero walks, and he struck out zero times. Batting third and playing first base was uh, G-Man Choi. He went 0 for 4, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and he punched out three of those four bats. All right, and then batting fourth and playing DH was Harold Ramirez. He went 0 for 4, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and he punched out two of those four bats. All right, and then uh, batting fifth and playing second base was Isaac Paredes. He went 0 for 2, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 2 walks, and he struck out one of those two at bats. All right, and then uh, batting six and playing left field was Josh Lowe. I have have I don't think he's related to Brandon Lau. No, it's Lowe. Maybe Nathaniel. Lowe? I don't know. Ra- or a Rangers uh, outfielder or DH. Yeah. All right. So he went 0 for free, zero runs, zero RBI, zero walks, and he struck out zero times. Batting seventh and playing left field is a uh, Randy Old Rose Arena. He went 0 for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he punched out two of those two, three at-bats. Right. Batting eighth and playing catcher is uh, Fr- Francisco Mejia. He went 0 for free, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he punched out two of those three at-bats. And then batting ninth and playing center field is uh, Brent Phillips. He went 0 for free, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out one of those three at-bats. All right. And then, as I said, nothing really going on. Just a couple of dinky little base hits, mainly just singles by Diaz and uh, Franco. Nothing else. All right. Ray's pitching. Here we go. So, um, getting the start in this one and pitching two innings is former Red Sox farmhand uh, Jalen Beeks. Remember him? Um, so, he went uh, – so, he gave up two hits, surrendered zero runs, and none of them were earned. Walked a person, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 2.55 ERA. All right. Josh Fleming, he comes in and pitches five innings and gets the loss, so he's now two and four for the year. 
gives up eight hits, surrenders four runs. Three of them were earned. Walks nobody, strikes out four, gives up a home run, and leaves the game with a six-point of 17 ERA. And then this dude, this dude looks new. Calvin Faucher. Calvin Faucher. Hold on. Maybe there might be a pronunciation with this dude's name because that Faucher, Faucher, Calvin Faucher. I'm just going to say it. Calvin, Calvin Faucher comes in and pitches an inning, gives up a hit, does not surrender a run, and definitely no earned runs. Uh, walks one or walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 6.94 ERA. Summary, here we go. So nothing really going on until the bottom of the fourth, and then just when Trevor Story was kind of starting to get a little bit of a cold streak, he gets back on the gets back on, back at it as he hits a oppo taco into a right or into a center field to make it a one nothing. Red Sox lead. And if you're wondering what I just said, I basically said he hit a home run. So make it one nothing Red Sox lead. Then the bottom of the fifth, Rafael Devers, he hits a single to the second baseman Paredes. That scores uh, Arroyo. Make it 2 nothing Red Sox. Then in the bottom of the eighth, uh, a fielder's choice uh, by uh, Alex Verdugo or reaches on fielder's choice. Fielded by Josh Fleming that scores Rafael Devers to make it Three nothing Red Sox lead, and then fielding error by uh, um, Josh Fleming too. All right. Then a single by Franchi Cordero basically puts the nail in the coffin. The bottom of the eighth inning, as he singles in the right field to score JD Martinez, make it four nothing Red Sox. That's where your final score would stand. All right. All right. So anyway, so yeah, our pitching really did really good. I mean, only allowing two hits in that game. And they were just basically from Cutter Crawford, too. Man. And he was lights out, too. Eight innings. I mean, seriously, nothing to really sneeze at on his performance. Only giving up two hits and surrendering no runs. Austin Davis, he pitched pretty good. I mean, he's been really good as, like, basically a opener. Yeah, for uh, Austin Davis. So he's been pretty good. John Schreiber did his job by shutting the door down and basically uh, makes it, making it into, like, basically a no contest, basically in the late innings kind of deal. So basically he did his job. So yeah, he's been he's kind of been what I've been saying as the Ch- Garrett Whitlock for this year, as what Garrett Whitlock was last year. That bold secret weapon bullpen arm that we have, or arm secret weapon arm that we have in the bullpen kind of deal. So yeah, so good. Out of way, John Trevor. I mean, and he, and I'm saying that too because his at one point Garrett Whitlock's uh, ERA was at a zero, and now, yeah, or uh, Shriver's ERA is going down to, like, a zero, too, which is pretty good, too. I mean, seriously, he has not given up an earned run in a while. I think the last time he gave up an earned run was that blow-up game that we had against the Orioles back in late May on Memorial Day weekend, that Friday. The last time we were on uh, Apple TV broadcast. Speaking of which, I wonder when the next Apple TV broadcast is going to be. Yeah. Maybe let's see what this weekend is. Yeah, it's not Friday. All right. Yeah, it's not Friday. I was thinking maybe they were going to try to do like a Red Sox and Yankees rivalry kind of deal for Friday, but nah. Nope. Not this year. Not Arden Life's not this series. All right. So, but anyway, good job on our pitching staff today or on the pitching staff in this game as they get the job done, only allowing two hits. And striking out 11 people and allowing no runs whatsoever. Very good. 
Cutter Crawford, I mean, seriously, yeah, he's doing a real good job. I mean, he's a little bit, you know, a little bit up and down, but still, I mean, so far he did his job in this game. He did what he was supposed to do, and he basically helped the Red Sox win. So yeah, Trevor Story hit another home run. So anyway, I was a little mad Monday morning. The fact that I was listening to the Bradfoe show, which is like another Red Sox podcast I want to listen to, which is like a radio show too. But so anyway, they had a dude on a caller that basically said, Well, I don't like Trevor Story. Get this bum off my team. Get rid of Trevor Story. Get rid of Trevor Story. Yo, he's a bad hair. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, hitting wise, he's been a little bit on and off. And his feelings bad too. Okay, and that's why I said, okay, no, uh, no, uh, no. He's been really good as a fielder. I mean, yeah, there have been times where like, okay, yeah, I misplayed a play, but I mean, so far his fielding has been superb. What are you talking about? He's a bad fielder. I thought, okay, Tim from Lowell, <laughs> Tim from Lowell. That's where's that's where the caller idea was from. Tim from Lowell, Lowell's in Lowell, Massachusetts. Yeah, Lowell. Jeez. Yeah. Get rid of story. Well, there's no way we can get rid of story. And anyway, I like Trevor Story. And this is the game I thought, okay, yeah, this is a game where we can shut up Tim from Lowell. A game like he had today. And that's why I was kind of like excited about today for or in this game for Trevor Story. Getting that home run and basically and speaking of which, hold on. I want to look at the stats here. How do you okay, even offensively, I mean he still wanna yeah, here we go. All right, he's tied for sec or he's in second place for most home runs hit in the team, like three home runs shy of Rafael Devers. So how are you tell me that his offense is not that good? I mean, for a home run rise. He's leading the team in RBIs, 54. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like that's pretty good. And let's see, runs. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, he's fourth. I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, he is leading the team in strikeouts, and that is kind of alarming, too. But you knew what you were going to get when you signed Trevor Story. A guy who might strike out a lot of times and stuff like that. But just why are we hating on Trevor Story? I mean, seriously, comparing him to Pablo Sandoval and Cutter or a Cole Crawford? No, I feel like this time is going to be good. My God. Oh, my God. I Sometimes am this is one of the things I am ashamed about being a Red Sox fan. We we are so pessimistic when we come to stuff like this. Seriously, have a little bit of faith. I mean, I do realize it can't be all marshmallows and rainbows and unicorns and stuff like that. But still, I mean, seriously, have a bit of faith. Good Lord, have a bit of faith. I mean, it's not nowhere where it's like blinding you and stuff like that. But still, at the same time, I mean, yeah, have a bit of faith. I mean, seriously, can it be doom and gloom every freaking game? That's my soapbox. But still, pretty good win. Let's see if they can keep it on to game two. But we'll talk about that when we come back from break. So don't go anywhere, folks. All right, we are back to uh, talk about game two. Um, well, Nick Pavetta had a not-too-great start. Yeah, he basically got shelled. Like, the base of the race, basically, like, as apart from hitting two, having two base hits in the last time they played they have 11 hits and basically went after Pavetta early and that basically put the Red Sox in the hole despite home runs by uh Sander Bogarts and once again Trevor Story Red Sox just couldn't get it done they lose this game eight to four two game win streak gets snapped and uh we are now 45 and 36 at this point 
All right. Let's go over box scores. All right. Leading off and playing uh set or leading off and playing center field was Jaron Durant. He went goes two for four, one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out once. Okay. Batting or batting second and playing left field is uh Rob Ref Snyder. He goes two for five, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, JD Martinez, he bats third and plays DH. He goes three for five, so a pretty good night from him. He's starting to hit now again. All right. One or one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out twice. All right, and then batting uh for, or batting fourth and playing shortstop is Xander Bogarts, one for free, one run, three RBIs, one walk, but he does strike out once. Uh, batting four or batting fifth and playing catcher is Christian Vasquez, 0 for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. Batting sixth and playing second base is Trevor Story, one for five. One run, one RBI, zero walks, but he does strike out three times. Okay. All right. And then batting seventh, or batting seventh, the playing right field is Francis Cordero, 0 for free, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out twice. All right. And then batting eighth and playing third base is Christian Arroyo, one for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right. And then uh, batting Ninth and playing first base is Bobby Dahlbeck, one for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he does strike out three times. All right. Then, as I said, basically a couple doubles from uh, J.D. Martinez and then a double via uh, Jaron Duran. And then home runs, as I said, from uh, Xander Bogarts, his seventh of the year in the first inning off of uh, Jeffrey Springs with one on and two out. Then Trevor Story, um, his 14th of the year, 14th of the year in the second inning. Off of Jeffrey Springs, zero on and zero out. All right. And uh, as I said, RBIs by Bogart, who had three, and then one by Trevor Story. All right. And then a stolen base by Jaron Duran. All right. Okay. His fifth of the year. And as I said, Red Sox pitching. Here we go. Getting the start in this one and pitching 5.2 innings and getting the loss. So he's now eight and six for the year is Nick Pavetta. Um, Nicky Smooches. <laughs> All right. Maybe we just stop with the those nicknames, stuff like that, especially if a certain podcast comes after us for using them. Yes. Um, yeah, our certain former podcast comes after us for using them. Yeah. All right. Um, he gets gives up eight hits, does surrender seven runs, and all seven of them were earned. Walks two people, though, but punches out four, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.68 ERA. All right. Jake Diekman, he comes in and pitches 0.1 innings. He does give up a hit, and he but he does not surrender a run and definitely no earned runs. Does walk a person, strikes out zero, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 2.83 year end. Hansel Robles, he comes in and pitches 0.1 innings. Oh, by the way, news. Um, We did get rid of Hansel Robles, but that's into the future a little bit too. But he's been DFA, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right. Hansel Robles, he comes in and pitches an inning. He does give up a hit, and he does surrender a run. Ramos earn walks two people, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 5.84 ERA. Tyler Danish, he comes in and pitches two innings, does give up a hit, and he does surrender a run, and that or he does not surrender a run, and definitely none of them were earned. Obviously, uh, walks one person, strikes out three, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.99 ERA. All right. That's Red Sox box scores. All right, 
Raised box scores. Here we go. All right, leading off and playing uh, third base was uh, Yandy Diaz. He goes three for four, so pretty good night from him. One run, one RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. Batting second and playing uh, DH, Harold Ramirez. He goes one for five, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right, and then uh, batting third and playing shortstop is uh, Wander Franco. He goes uh, one for two, scores three runs, zero RBIs, three walks, and he strikes out once. All right. Batting fourth and playing first base is Isaac uh, Paredes. Uh, he goes two for five, zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. So a pretty good night from him. All right. Then batting for or, uh, batting fifth and playing center field is the Parkland Scum. Uh, Kevin Kiermeyer. I hate this dude so much. <laughs> um, he goes one for four, one run, four RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then batting uh, six and playing left field is Yandy, or uh, Randy Rosarina, one for four, one run, zero RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out twice. All right, and then batting seventh and playing second base is Taylor Walls. He goes 0 for three, zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right, and then batting eighth and playing catcher is Rene Pinto, or Rene Pinto. He goes... Two for four, so a good night from him. One run, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out twice. And then batting ninth and playing right field is uh, Josh Glow. He goes 0 for three, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out once. All right, second base, here we go. Or, hold on. So really offense, basically a couple of doubles by uh, Yandy Diaz, um, and then one from Kiermaier, and then one from uh, a Rosarina. And then, as I said, RBIs from uh, – Yandy Diaz, four from Kiermaier, one from Perez, uh, or Paredes, uh, one from Pinto, and then uh, one from Walls. And then, as I said, stolen base by Wander Franco, his fifth of the year, and then caught stealing by uh, or, uh, Randy or Rosarina, his seventh of the year. Caught stealing. All right. All right. Ray's pitching. Here we go. So, getting the start in this one and pitching four innings. Former Red Sox, uh, Jeffrey Spring. You might remember him from, uh, might not remember him from 2020 because that year was shit and possibly one of the worst seasons in Red Sox history. Yeah. Good thing that was a shortened COVID season because, ugh, man. Good thing that that was one of the worst seasons in Red Sox history. Yeah. If that was going to be the worst, worst season in Red Sox history, that would have to be the, that would have to be the one, 2020. All right. Anyway, he pitches four innings. Jeffrey Springs gives up five hits, surrenders three runs. All three of them are earned. Walks two people, strikes out five, gives up two home runs, and leaves the game with a 2.53 ERA. All right. And then, hold on. We see this dude. Ryan Thompson, he comes in and pitches an inning and gets the win. So he's now two and two for the year. Gives up two hits, surrenders zero runs, and all zero of them are earned. None of them are earned, obviously. Walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 5.13 ERA. All right. Brooks Raley, he comes in and pitches a one inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Does not walk a person, strikes out three, so basically strikes out the side, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 2.13 ERA. All right. Sure. Hold on. I'm saying this name. Yeah, Sean Armstrong, he comes in and pitches an inning. Gives up two hits. He does surrender a run, and that one run was earned. Walks nobody, strikes out nobody, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 6.10 ERA. All right. Colin Poche, not Colin O'Shea. Colin Poche. 
He comes in and pitches an inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walks no or walks one person, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 2.16 ERA. Jason Adam, he comes in and pitches an inning, gives up two hits. He does surrender a run, or well, he does not surrender a run and definitely no earned runs, obviously. Uh, walks nobody, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 1.39 ERA. I don't know why I keep doing that, but whatever. All right. All right, so basically, as I said, right from the get-go, the Rays get on the board first, and they basically attack Pavetta right away as Kevin Kiermeyer hits a bases-clearing double. That basis scores three runs. That scores Diaz, scores Ramirez, and then Franco to make it a 3 nothing Rays lead. Yuck. Do not like him. I do just really dislike Kevin Kiermeyer so much. I think he's a douche. <laughs> Especially since he played for the same or played for the same school that's a rival for Heartland Community College, Parkland. Yuck. All right. But then the Red Sox do get on the board first in the spot or in the top of the first inning, as they basically make this a one-run game as uh Xander Bogarts hits a, a two-run home run in the center field to score himself and JD Martinez. Three to two, Ray still lead. Then the top bomb, the second Trevor Story, he goes yard, his second home run of the game, or second home run of the day, or second home run of in two games. So he hits one in the left center field to make it three, tied up three three, so pretty good. And then the Rays basically Rick took the lead in the top of six inning. Kevin Kiermaier grounds out into force out, um, force out um, to second base that scores Yonder or Wander Franco for free Red Sox lead. Then a sack fly by Taylor Wall scores uh, Kevin Kiermeyer to make it five to three Rays. Then Pinto singles into a or singles to a Sander Bogarts that scores or uh, Randy Randy Rosarina make it six to three Rays lead. Then a single by Yandy Diaz scores uh, Pinto to make it seven to three Rays. Then the top of the seventh inning, uh, Rays basically get on the board as uh, Isaac Paredes. He scores or hits a uh, single into center field to score Franco, make it 8-3 Rays. Then the bottom of the seventh inning, Xander Bogarts hits a uh, sack fly to score Jaron Duran to make it a 8-4 Rays lead. That's where your final score would stand, folks. Yeah. Haven't got really much to talk about this game. It's just, ugh. Good lord! I mean, seriously, yeah. I I'm not really sure what happened to Bavetta in that game. He he's usually been good of lately. I mean, he's been one of our best starters so far this year, or so far in the last few months or so. And this has been one of his worst starts so far. I mean, it kind of reminded you of Pavetta back in a uh, late, like in April and stuff like that, where he couldn't find his stuff and stuff like that. It's just, uh, my lord, poor Pavetta, yeah, poor old, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a couple of good uh, hits from uh, Bogarts, one from, or a couple of home runs from, well, a couple of home runs from uh, Bogarts and Story, so pretty good, awesome, at least for that, yeah. But still, I mean, not a lot to say about this game, bullpen, I mean, Robles just couldn't hold on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And speaking of which, I will say this: um, to make room for Brian Bayo, 
who's gonna who would make his major league start in the next game we're gonna talk about in a little bit to make room. So they DFA'd Hansel Robles. I thought it's about time. Seriously. There was a time where Hansel Robles, I could rely on this guy to come in the bullpen or come out of the bullpen and basically get three outs. Now I'm afraid how many runs he's gonna give up. I mean that's that really is sad because Apart, I mean, knowing what we were going to get from Hansel or Hansel Robles when we got him, I thought, okay, so he's going to be that bullpen arm that's going to come in and get you three outs, either in the late innings and stuff like that. And I mean, this year, I mean, he just didn't have it and stuff like that. I mean, I feel like every time I gave the ball, even in that game against the Cubs on last Friday, I thought once he came out of the bullpen, I thought, okay, yep, we've lost this game. We have lost this game. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And end up being right. He basically gave it away. Here you go, Cubs. Here you go. So, I mean, seriously, I mean, it was about time that we got rid of him. Yeah. So, well, not a great way to end your career with the Red Sox. I'm not sure if he might be done with the Red Sox. And, And now he's just being DFA'd. I mean, he's not on the active roster or 40-man roster now. It's just been sent down, I think, to Worcester. I think he's not, yeah. <clears throat> well, it's kind of looking like his time in Boston might be done. I'm not sure. Looking like it, though. Man, what a shitty way to loot, break a two-game win streak. And after the momentum we had coming in off of the 4th of July, too, and I fought, too, with Nick Pavetta on the mound. I thought, okay, we're going to win a series tonight because Nick Pavetta has been good lately against opponents. I mean, he's been lights out. I mean, he's been one of our best starters so far since everybody's been going down and, like, stuff like that. Walk us down. Evaldi's down. Chris Sale is coming back, and Paxton is coming back, too. But, yeah. But seriously, darn. Missed opportunity. And now we got to finish a series and not lose. But we'll talk about that once we come back from break. And after that, we will go over what's up on the farm, um, standings and Red Sox stat leaders, fantasy baseball update, and then your series look ahead to the New York Yankees this weekend. But don't go anywhere, folks. All right, we are back to wrap up the series recap. Yuck. All right, here we go. So in a night where we could have had a huge night with the Major League debut of Brian Bayo, unfortunately he had the Major League or Major League debut jitters, and he basically got shelled early in the game, and we just couldn't have any offense to get him going. Red Sox ended up losing this game seven to one. They lose the series, another division series again. And fall to 45 and 37 on a two-game losing streak. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Let's wrap this up. Let's get it over with. All right. So leading off and playing center field was uh, Jaron Duran. He goes one for four. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out once. Batting second and playing uh, or batting second and playing catcher is Christian Vasquez, one for four. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, batting third and playing DH is J.D. Martinez, one for four. Zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out once, so he kind of starts hitting again somewhat. Yeah, 
And then uh, batting fourth and playing shortstop is uh, Sander Bogart, 0 for 4, 0 runs, 0 RBI, 0 walks. And he does strike out one of those four bats. All right. Batting fifth and playing left field is or Alex Verdugo, 0 for 4, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. Trevor Story, he bats or uh, bats six and plays second base. He goes one for four. All right. He did get a hit. All right. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, but he does strike out once. All right. And then batting seventh and playing first base is Franchi Cordero, one for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out twice. All right. Batting eighth and playing third base is Christian Arroyo, 0 for free. Zero runs, zero RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. And then batting ninth and playing right field is Jackie Bradley Jr., 1 for free. Zero runs, zero RBI, zero walks, and he does strike out once. Right. Okay, so basically just the only real offense is basically just doubles from Franchi Cordero, one from Story, and one from Durant. Wasn't it? Story hit a double. That might have been, I don't know. Um, yeah, Durant. Yeah, from Durant. And then we'll talk about that. All right. And then, as I said, an RBI by J.D. Martinez. That's only it. All right. Here we go. So, Red Sox pitching, getting the start, his major league debut, and pitching four innings, but getting the loss in this one. So, he's now 0-1 for his career and for the season. Brian Bayo, he gives up six hits. He does surrender four runs, and all four of them are earned. Walks three people, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 9.0 ERA. Poor kid. Seriously. All right. Jake Diekman, he comes in and pitches an inning, gives up zero hits, but doesn't and surrenders zero runs, and none of them were earned, obviously. Uh, walks a person, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 2.73 ERA. Right. Here, Kazu Salmora, he comes in and pitches an inning, he does give up a hit and does surrender two runs. All two of them are earned. Walks four people, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 2.97 ERA. All right, Austin Davis, he comes in and pitches an inning. Gives up zero hits, surrenders zero runs, and none of them are earned, obviously. Walks nobody, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 2.23 ERA. All right. Tyler Danish, he comes in and pitches two innings. Gives up three hits. He does surrender a run, and that one run was earned. Walks a person, strikes out nobody, gives up one home run, and leaves the game with a 4.02 ERA. All right, raised box scores. Here we go. So leading off and playing right field is uh, Josh Law or Josh Lowe. He goes uh, two for five, so a pretty good night from him. One run, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, batting – or <laughs> I can't talk – Batting second and playing second or DH. Yandy Diaz, two for free. So it had another good night from him, too. Two runs, zero RBIs, two walks, and he strikes out zero times. Batting third and playing shortstop, Wander Franco, one for four. One or zero runs, one RBI, one walk, and he strikes out once. All right. Batting fourth and playing first base is G Man Choi. He goes one for four, one run, one RBI, one walk, and he strikes out once. All right, and then batting fifth and playing left field, Randy Rosarina, two for five, so a pretty good night from him. Two runs, three RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right, and then uh, batting sixth and playing third base is Taylor Walls, 0 for free, zero runs, zero RBIs, two walks, and he strikes out once. 
All right, and then uh, batting seventh and playing uh, center field is the guy I do not stand, cannot stand on this team, Kevin Kiermeyer, center field, uh, one for four, zero runs, one RBI, one walk, and he strikes out once. At least he struck out once. Maybe he's a nice guy. I'm, I'm just, I just don't like the fact that he went to Parkland. Yuck. All right, and then batting, and every time he, and there were times that he makes his really, like. Times where like he makes catches and stuff like that, especially against us. I thought, okay, this is going to get down for it, and then nope, I'm going to snag it and be an asshole and snag it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, credit where it's due. He's trying to play defense, but at the same time, you can't just let that drop. There was a time too in 2020 that he basically so Jonathan Alaruz, you do remember him? He's now with the Orioles now, but anyway, so he was trying to get his first career hit. And he and it looked like one game we had against the Rays earlier in the season in 2020, where it looked like okay, if he hit it hard or Rosarine or uh, not, Aruz did hit it hard enough. Like okay, this is gonna get down for it. And lo and behold, Kevin Kiermaier comes racing in to deep center and basically makes a diving catch to basically take a hit away from Randy Rosar or from. Uh, why do I keep calling him Randy Rosary? From Jonathan Alaruz. Yeah, and uh, and I thought, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, even Michael Chavis even flipped them off. <laughs> like, step from the dugout, just go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. At least that was the best part about that whole season. Just Michael Chavis just giving old Kevin Kiermaier the bird. That was just hilarious. Well, I would too if I seriously if guys trying to get a base hit. I mean, you might, you know what? This game's out of reach. We're about to win. You might, and this guy's trying to not try to get back down to AAA or something like that, or get sent down to like the spring training facility. So I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna let this drop for a hit and basically just give the guys a moment. But nope, nope. Apparently, um, apparently nope. Kevin Kiermaier is that big of an asshole, but whatever. All right. Anyway, back, back, back. All right. All right. So batting eighth and playing uh, catcher is front or um, uh, front or batting eighth and playing catcher is uh, Francisco Mejia. He goes zero for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out twice. And then uh, batting ninth and playing second base is Bedell Bruja. He goes a uh, one for four, one run. Zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. Right. Okay, so here we go. So just a couple double uh, doubles wise. Uh, one from Diaz, one from Arozarena, one from Kiermaier, two from a lot or two from Low. Then a home run, as I said, by Randy Arozarena in the ninth inning, or his ninth of the year in the ninth inning, off of Tyler Danish with zero on and zero out. So basically, lead off home run. The ninth inning, and then as I said, RBIs three from a Rosarina, one from Choi, one from Franco, one from Kiermeyer, and then one from uh, Low. And then a caught stealing by uh Taylor Walls, his second of the year. So, yeah, try to steal off us, huh? All right, all right. So, Reds or Rays pitching here we go. So, getting the start in this one and pitching six innings and getting the win, his fourth of the year. So, he's now four and five for the year. Is uh Corey Kluber, yeah, he's still pitching apparently. All right, so um, he gives up three hits. He does not surrender a run, and none of them were earned, obviously. Walks nobody, strikes out five, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.62 ERA. Right. 
All right. Calvin Foucher, he comes in and pitches an inning. Gives up a hit, but does not surrender a run. And definitely no earned runs. Walks nobody, strikes out nobody, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 6.39 ERA. All right. Sean Armstrong, he comes in and pitches an inning. Gives up two hits. He does surrender a run, and that one run was earned. Walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 6.23 ERA. All right. Matt Weisler, he comes in and pitches an inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 2.68 ERA. <sighs> All right. Here we go. So basically, summary. So right from the get-go, they basically went after Bayo really early. Uh, Wander Franco, he singles in the center field in the top of the first inning to score. Yandy Diaz, one nothing, Rays lead. Then in the top of the third, Randy Rosarina, he doubles in the center field. That scores uh, Diaz and G-Man Choi to make it a 3 nothing Rays lead. Then another double by Kevin Kiermeyer scores Randy Rosarina to make it 4 nothing Rays. Yuck. All right, and then in the top or in the top sixth inning, um, Josh Lau or Josh Lowe, he basically hits a double that scores Bruhan. To make it a four nothing uh, or five nothing raise, then a walked in run, which is the one scoring category I hate the most. A walked in run. So by G Man Choi, he walks in the run to score low or low. Sorry, I don't know. Um, make it six nothing raise. But then the Red Sox do get on the board um, in the bottom of the eighth inning as J D Martinez he singles in the left field to score Jared Duran. To make it eight to or six to one, raise lead, and then Randy Rosarina basically puts the nail in the coffin as he hits a home run in the right center field to make it a seven to one Reds or raise lead. That's where your final score would stand. Thank God it's over. <laughs> All right, I shouldn't be as I said. I mean, I should. I did say I kind of get on earlier that like we shouldn't be that too much pessimistic but i mean at the same time i'm a little bit of healthy like yes be positive too but yes a little bit like this isn't good too the series is not good all right anyway so poor brian bayo i do realize this might be and he did have a little bit of trouble pitching tonight his command was off he did not have control of his uh slider he did not have control of his uh uh, or off or off or of us fastball and stuff like that, and just did not have control whatsoever. And a little bit too, it could be just that he just had debut jitters and stuff like that. As in, like he had the jitters, and basically he just did not have it. And going up against the Rays too, that basically, even though they're in fourth place right now, but they're still doing good, and they're still a dangerous team. Everybody in our division's a dangerous team. Seriously, I mean, seriously, I get scared every time. I even get scared when we face the Orioles. That's how – and the Orioles are the worst team in baseball. So, that's what I mean. I mean, Bale will eventually figure it out. I've followed him in the minor leagues and stuff like that, and you will not regret having this dude on your team. This dude can pitch, and he has proved time again in the in AA and AAA that he can pitch. It's just a little bit too, and he will figure it out. He will eventually, Bayo will eventually figure it out. Just give him time. And knowing this, I mean, seriously, look at Josh Winkowski. He had the 
he had the or debut jitters on his uh, debut against the Orioles late in May. And you know what? He's been one of our best starters so far. I mean, seriously, for a guy that's basically filling in for like when our, when our regular starters come back, he's been pitching pretty good. Josh Winkowski. Speaking, by the way, he did call a Wrigley Field a uh, stock standard. <laughs> that's actually pissed off a lot of Cubs fans. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to be pissed. They're so – some of them are soft. I mean, you're that soft that you're getting mad about that. Unreal. All right. Like back to Bayo. I mean, seriously, he will eventually figure it out, guys. He will. I don't know. I just felt like that game was just out of reach. I mean, Sal Moore, I mean, when he came out of the pen, he just, just didn't have it tonight. And that's another person, too, just like Robles, too. I mean, that guy, when we got Sal Moore, I thought, okay, good. We got a really good bullpen arm. <laughs> Our bullpen might be good. I mean, and so far, I mean, last year he's been pretty good. I mean, he came in in really good situations and basically shut people down. But – this year he hasn't been really doing that. And this and it might be too that you know what this just might be his year that just doesn't happen and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe just like Robles too. Maybe he just didn't have it this year. You know, and you can ha- have years like that too, where you just don't have it and you just everything's going against you. So you there might be one year where you're basically top of the world, Mr. Ace. Mr. Cy Young are basically just hitting home runs like Babe Ruth or like Ty, or Babe Ruth and Ty. Well, not Ty Cobb. Well, um, Babe Ruth and uh, Mickey Mantle and stuff like that. Why am I naming Yankees? Ted Williams. Yeah, but still have like, and then the next year just be going over. Kind of I mean, just seriously. It is one of those years. I mean, seriously. But still. I mean, at that point, at the, uh, around the eighth inning, so I I decided to switch it over to the Mets and the Red, or Reds game because – my buddy Colin Holderman um, just made his return, or recently this week, back onto the Mets uh, bullpen. Uh, he did he did spend some time on the IL, fifteen day IL because of a shoulder or a shoulder inflammation. But then he got called back or got activated, then got sent back down to AAA to uh, Syracuse, and now he got called back up again. And he made two appearances so far. I mean, so far they've been pretty good. I mean, so far so good. Let me check. Let me see how he's been doing. All right, in the last two games or so. All right, go to Mets. Yeah, so that's why I did after like at the eighth inning when I thought, okay, this game's out of reach. There's no way the Red Sox are coming back and winning this game and scoring that many runs. Let's hope I'm wrong. But anyway, so I decided once I got the notification on my phone that Colin Holman got into the game, I said, you know what? Switch it over to the Mets and Reds game. I want to see Holy Pitch. All right. So, let's see. All right, so the last couple of games he's pitched, um, he's given up zero hits, no runs. He walked two people, though, and did strike out one. But still, I mean, pretty good. I mean, knowing the guy that he is and knowing him coming out of the pen, I mean, he's been doing good so far. Yeah. I can't win when we do, like, the – we face everybody next year, especially in National League teams. I mean, seriously – I mean, you'll love Colin Holman, especially, I mean, maybe when he's not pitching against the Red Sox. I mean, yeah. that is true. We will face the Mets next year. I mean, knowing the new schedule and knowing now we're facing everybody now. I mean, seriously, we could see Colin Holman next year. Yeah. Anyway, not a great series whatsoever. And guess who's coming in the town this weekend? <laughs> nah, I won't sing the song, but yeah, but still. The Yankees, I was trying to sing 
a certain song they play at every has certain song um a certain song by frank sinatra you probably already know what the song is but yeah but still yeah yeah the yanks are coming into town yuck yeah let me take a swig of my energy drink all right yeah i know i'm drinking an energy drink at 11 15 or 11 11 or 11 11 p.m yeah i'm gonna be up all night I don't care. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about what's up on the farm. All right. So usually on Mondays they don't play, but since this is the 4th of July, the 4th of July was on Monday. Um, so they decided let's play some games, especially the or make it or to basically kind of fill in and stuff like that, or be a part of like the whole um 4th of July festivities. All right, so Monday, the Woo Sox started a series against the Yankees AAA team, the Scranton Wilkesbury Rail Splitters. And I will say they took game two of that series. The Woo Sox did, or the Worcester Red Sox, six to four. So pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So they are now 43 and 36 at this point, thanks to a home run by uh, Renato Hernandez. All right. Kelly gets the win. So he's now four and one for the year with a 3.26 ERA. And then Caleb Ward gets his 15th save of the year. So pretty good. Awesome. Then the Portland Sea Dogs took on the Mets or Mets Double A team, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. So they and they won that game eleven to three in a blowout. So thirty five and forty one at this point, thanks to home runs by Hudson Potts, David Hamilton, and then Tyreek Reed. So pretty good, awesome. Van Bell gets the win, so he's now three and one with a four point twenty nine ERA. So pretty good, awesome, awesome. All right, and then the Greenville Drive took on the Greensboro Grasshoppers, but unfortunately they lost that game 11-4. They are 29-47 at this point, despite a home run by Nathan Hickey. So, yeah, he got called up too. And then Robert Stock gets the loss, or uh, Stock gets the loss, so he's now 1-0 with a 9.00 ERA. Why did I say Robert Stock? I think he's playing in Japan right now. I'm not sure. Could be wrong on that. All right, and then the Salem Red Sox took on the Delmarva Shorebirds. Unfortunately, they lost that game four to three. They are now forty and thirty-six at this point. Guerrero gets the loss, so he's now two and one with a seven point twenty-seven ERA. So not great at all. No. So two for four for minor leagues. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that now. Let's see how many, how many we did right or something like that, or how many we won and lost. Yeah. Out of how many we played. All right. So. Wednesday or tonight scores. So the Woo Sox took on the or rail split or the rails or rail rider. Well, actually, say rail riders, not rail splitters. Rail riders. Bud lost that game four to two. They are now forty three and thirty seven. This point, despite home runs by uh, Christian uh, Stewart and Jeter Downs, um, Simpson gets the loss. So he's now zero and one with twenty seven point zero ERA. See how Chris Sale did tonight. All right. Because this is the game that he was going to make his triple uh, A rehab start. So, and I did hear news today that he could join the team in Tampa Bay, which will be down there too with uh, my family down there too. So maybe we might catch him at the game I'm going to get to. Maybe he might start. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Chris Sale. So he pitched 3.2 innings, gave up three hits. He did surrender a run, and that one run was earned. Did walk. Five people struck out five, gave up zero home runs, 
and we want to talk about ZRA, but still, yeah. I mean, a little bit iffy. I mean, it was supposed to be a rehab star. I mean, we weren't going to make him go out there and pitch like a no-hitter or something like that, but still, I mean, seriously, but still. He did what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to get some work in uh, apart um, before he rejoins the team and stuff like that, and that's what he did. He got some work in. So I'm a little bit like real or basically uh basically like kind of like get him loose again so and stuff like that before he rejoins the team. So that's what he did. All right. Go. All right. How much time I got left in the segment? All right. So we got a little bit of time. All right. Okay. The Portland Sea Dogs, they took on the Rumble Ponies again and won this game 12 to 5. So, yeah, so pretty good. 36 and 41 at this point, thanks to home runs by David Hamilton and uh, Dredden. So pretty good. Awesome. Uh, Santos gets the victory. So he's now 7 and 7 with a 4.28 ERA. So pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Then the Greenville Drive, they took on the Grasshoppers again and lost this one 8 to 4. So not good. 29 and 48. Despite home runs by Nico Cavadas and uh, Nicholas Northcutt. Olds gets the win, so he's now one and six with a six point sixty five ERA. So, yeah. and then finally the Salem uh, Red Sox they took on the Delmarva Shorebirds and won this game seven to five. So forty one and thirty six at this point. Um, Lober gets the win, so he's now one and one with a five point eighty seven ERA. And then Guerrero gets the save, so he's out with uh, his bird of the year. So pretty good. So two and four, yeah, two and four. All right. And then tomorrow, let's go over what the day is going to bring. That what's going to bring for what's up on the farm. All right. So the Woo Sox took on or will take on the Rail Riders again. That game will be at six forty-five Eastern Time, five forty-five Central Time for me. A starter has not been announced for the Woo Sox yet, or for the Worcester Red Sox yet. Then Portland would take on the Binghamton uh, Rumble Ponies. That game will be at uh, 6.35 Eastern Time, 5.35 Central Time for me. Uh, Kennedy will get the start for uh, the Sea Dogs. All right. Greenville Drive, they will take on the Grasshoppers. That game will be at uh, 6.30, 6.30 Eastern Time, 5.30 Central Time for me, and no starter has been announced for the drive yet. And then the Salem Red Sox, they will take on uh, – Shorebirds, that game will be at 6 or 7.05 Eastern Time, 6.35 or 6.05 Central Time for me. Gonzalez will get the start for the Sox. All right. That is it for what's up on the farm. All right. All right, so we'll go to break and then wrap it up with a standing or go over standings, Red Sox stat leaders, fantasy baseball update, and your series look ahead and final thoughts. All right. All right, we are back to talk about standings and Red Sox stat leaders and other things, too. All right. This is me. Yeah, get out. Hold on. I'm trying to check something real quick. And oh, sorry about this. All right. All right. So anyway, so Red Sox stat or standing. No, our Red Sox standings, MLB standings. All right. So MLB standings, here we go. 
All right, so in the American League, leading the East right now is the Red Sox' next opponent, uh, the New York Yankees with a 59-23 and 23 record. Still kind of running away with this thing. In second place, thankfully, is the – or is the uh, – in second place, thank God, is your lovely Boston Red Sox with a 45 and 37 record. Behind them are the Tampa Bay Rays. Don't look now. Well, actually, should say this. Actually, tied for second place right now is the Tampa Bay Red Sox and Tampa Bay Rays with a 45 and 37 record. Not great. Um, in fourth place is the Toronto Blue Jays with a 45 and 38 record. Man, things are tightening up in the East. And then in dead last place and 20 and a half games back is the Baltimore Orioles for the 39 and 40 record. And they're still in first place and they have that kind of record. Huh. Funny. Right. Let's just show us how good the American League East is. All right. A little bit biased. All right. In the Central Division, leading the pack right now is the Minnesota Twins with a 47 and 38 record. Behind them are the Cleveland Guardians with a 40 and 40 record. Behind them are the Chicago White Sox with a twenty or thirty-nine and forty-one record. Behind them are the Detroit Tigers with a thirty-four and uh, forty-seven record. And in dead last place and fourteen and a half games back is the Kansas City Royals with a thirty and fifty record. In the West, leading the team or leading the pack right now is the Houston Astros with a fifty-three and twenty-eight record. Behind them are the Seattle Mariners with a 41 and 42 record. Behind them are the Texas Rangers with a 37 and 43 record. Behind them are the LA Angels with a 38 and 45 record. And dead last place, and possibly the worst team in baseball right now, is the Oakland A's with a 28 and 56 record. 26 and a half games back. Uncle Tom, why do the A's stink so much? I don't know, Fox, you asked me. <laughs> now I'm just giving out with my nephew. All right. Yeah, I think he did I think he did say that to like my sister who is her parent. Like he asked like her, like, why do the ace stink so much? I don't know. Well, I did hear that they uh did uh, approve their uh both for a new stadium, so it looks like they are gonna stay in Oakland, I think. Because that was I think that was the deal. Either build a new stadium or we're going to relocate. How do you, I don't know. Maybe at that the relocation. Well, I don't know. If they're going to build a new stadium, I mean, seriously, that would be a waste if they just build a new stadium and then decide, okay, we're going to leave now. <laughs> All right, well, whatever. We don't know yet, but still. Looking like the A's are going to still be in Oakland. All right. All right, so the in the National League in the East, leading the pack right now is the New York Mets with a 51-31 and 31 record. Behind them are the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves with a 49 and 34 record. Behind them are the Philadelphia Phillies with a 43 and 39 record. Behind them are the Miami Marlins with a 39 and 41 record. And in dead last place, and maybe uh, maybe the worst team in the National League is the Washington Nationals with a 30 and 54 record. 22 games back in the division. All right. In the Central Division right now, the leading the pack is the Milwaukee Brewers with a 47 and 37 record. Behind them are the St. Louis Cardinals with a 40 and or 44 and 40 record. Behind them are the Chicago Cubs with a 34 and 48 record. Behind them are the Pittsburgh Pirates with a 33 and 48 record. And in dead last place are the Cincinnati Reds with a 28 and 53 record, 17 and a half games back. 
Right, and the West Division leading the pack right now is the LA Dodgers with a 40 or 51 and 29 record. Behind them are the San Diego Padres with a 47 and 37 record. Behind them are the San Francisco Giants with a 40 and 39 record. Behind them are the Arizona Diamondbacks with a 37 and 44 record. And in dead last place are the Colorado Rockies with a 37, 35 and 46 record. 16 and a half games back. Okay. Oh, sorry. That's it for standings. Red Sox stat leaders. All right. Go to Red Sox. All right. Here we go. All right. So leading the team in batting average right now is Rafael Devers with a 327 batting average. Leading the team in home runs is also Rafael Devers with 17. Leading the team in RBIs is Trevor Story with 54. Leading the team in stolen bases. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention this stat, too. He leads the team in stolen bases. That, that's pretty good. Offensively, yeah, Tim from Lowell. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, Tim from Lowell's got me in a box. <laughs> I don't know. I'm laughing at myself. I don't know. All right, so Trevor Story leads the team in stolen bases with 10. Uh, leading the team in runs is uh, Devers with the 57. Leading the team in uh, on-base percentage is uh, Dever, or Bogarts with a 387. Leading the team in slugging percentage is Devers with a 579. Leading the team in ops, it's Devers with 962. Leading the team in hits, it's Devers with 104. Leading the team in doubles, it's Devers with 27. Leading the team in triples, it's uh, Durant with two. Or Durant with two. Leading the team in walks, Bogarts with 32. Leading the team in strikeouts is Story with 100. All right, leading the team in caught stealing is a two-way tie between Jackie Bradley Jr. and Christian Vasquez with two. Leading the team in uh, gains plate, two-way tie also with Bogarts and Devers, who looks like Kevin Pawecki for some reason. <sighs> figure it out, MLB. Figure it out. Fix your app. All right, but they both have 78 games. All right, Bogarts and Devers. And then... At-bats, it's Devers with 318. All right, so here we go. So ERA, so leading the team in ERA, it's Pavetta with 368, which I think it might be starting rotation ERA, but I could be wrong. I think that's it because I feel like John Shriver has a way better ERA than Pavetta right now is, is looking at. All right, wins, it's Pavetta with 8. Uh, strikeouts, it's Pavetta with 95. Save opportunities, it's Hauk with 6. That's Collinsville, Illinois native. Uh, leading the team in whip, it's Pavetta with 1.16. Leading the team in batting average, it's Pavetta with uh, 221. Or batting average against, it's Pavetta with 221. Leading the team in innings pitch, Pavetta with 100.1. Leading the team in complete games, it's a freeway tie between Nathan Evaldi, Nick Pavetta, and Michael Walker with one. Uh, leading the team in games played, it's Diekman with 34. Game started, it's Pavetta with 17. Losses, it's Pavetta with 6. Save opportunities, it's Robles with 8. Earn runs given up, it's Pavetta with 41. Runs given up, it's Pavetta with 41. Hits given up, it's Pavetta with 82. Hit home runs given up, it's Evaldi with 16. And then walks surrendered, it's Pavetta with 34. Fielding, here we go. So games played, it's Devers with 77. Games started, it's Devers with 76. Innings played, it's up Devers with 672.1.
pulled chances. It's uh, Vasquez with uh, 524. Put outs, Vasquez with 495. Assists, it's uh, Bogarts with uh, 192. Errors, uh, Devers with 11. Double plays, Story with uh, 46. Um, Stolen bases against, it's uh, Vasquez with 26. Caught stealing against, it's Vasquez with 12. Um, stolen base percentage against it's Vasquez with 694 or 84 pass balls Vasquez with three uh, wild pitches Vasquez was 19 and then fielding percentage two-way tie between um, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Nick Pavetta with a thousand fielding percentage and then range factor it's Vasquez with 8.54 so that is your stat leaders. All right. So we'll go over fancy real quick and then go to break. All right. Yeah, I need it break at that. All right. Okay. So MLB play. So here we go. All right. So Monday I had uh, Josh Bell of the Washington Nationals and Ma- Mikel, or Mikel Franco of the Washington Nationals also. Both went one, or one for four. So at this point I have a two-game hit streak. So pretty good, pretty good. And then Tuesday, I had Kyle Schwarber, old Kyle from Warfam, um, of the Philadelphia Phillies, and then JT Romuto of the Philadelphia Phillies. Also, Schwarber went two for free, or two for free, and then Romuto went one for two. So at this point, a four-game hit streak. And then today, I had uh, PJ Higgins of the Chicago Cubs, and then Michael Perez of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Higgins went one for free. Perez. Oh, for free. So, my hit streak came to an end. Fuck. <laughs> All right, darn. I was close to basically getting the five or maybe close to breaking my season high, which is eight. Darn. Okay. And then tomorrow I have uh, Paul Goldschmidt of the St. Louis Cardinals and then uh, Vladimir Guerrero of the T- Toronto Blue Jays. All right. All right, let me put that in real quick to my no. I don't wonder why. Vladimir, right. Vladdy Junior. Yeah. Vlad Junior. Put this up real quick, and then yeah, we get back to it. I mean, we got time. All right, okay, there we go. All right, all sorted out. All right, okay. Hold on, real quick. I got to put something. Man, we're just stalling. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, here we go. So quick pick. Um, so Monday I went two for seven, and then Tuesday I also went two for seven. And then tonight, we still have not got results yet uh, because we get still got to wait for the end of tonight's games, which could be a while. We probably won't find out till like, as I said, 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. All right. Okay. So, Diamond Derby. So, on July the 4th, I basically went or scored zero runs on one base hit or one base. And then... On Tuesday, I scored zero runs on two bases. And then today, I scored zero runs on two bases. So basically, I have not scored a run on Diamond Derby since Saturday. Yeah, 
I basically have not scored a run since, yeah, I have like a basically four, five, seven. So, oh, so I've been scored one run on basically nine bases so far in the last five days or so. Not great. Not great at all. Yeah, do better. Yeah. Okay, so fantasy. Here we go. So actual fantasy. All right, so ESPN fantasy. All right, so the Oakland Babar, so they won their game, so they are – oh, wait, I'm on the wrong one. All right. All right, so the Oakland Babar, so they are now 9-3 and three right now, so pretty good, awesome. So they won their last game, and they won their last game against uh, Team Denman, uh, 335-231. to 231. And currently right now they're beating Team Oakman – 300 or 134 to 89. So pretty good. Looking to go 10 and 3 and on a three game win streak. So pretty good. The Oakland Bapar's Uncle Tom. <laughs> All right. So pay Rafi Devers. So currently, right now, they are on a three game win streak. They are 9 and 3. So pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. And last week, they won their game again. Welp next year, 364 to 309. But currently, right now, they're losing to Nashville, 136 to 104. So that win streak might come to an end. So that three-game win streak might get snapped. Yeah. All right, the wearing of the green. So currently, they are 8-4 and four right now. And let's see, last week, they lost their game. So that is official. They lost their game to the Chicago Jets, 284 to 274. And currently, right now, they're losing the Chicken Friars, 172 to 69. So they're getting smoked. Yeah. So they might lose two straight. Nope. Not great. All right. So Arthur reads the GOAT. So they're on a two game losing streak. They are now seven and five. And I believe they did lose their game last week. I could be wrong. Yes, they lost their game to fried chickens, 275 to 232. And currently, but currently, right now, they're winning their game against. East Hampton Raging Bulls, 164 to 147. So still a little bit of distance. All right. The Yankees lose. So currently they're on a two-game win streak right now. They're now 7-5. and five. Let's see how they're doing. All right. So last week they did win their game. They won their game against Team P, 312 to 283. But currently, right now, they're losing the Team S Rosie's Diamond, 207 to 145. So their win streak might end there. Yeah. To a, yeah, looking at their record, it looks like the complete opposite. Five and seven instead of seven and five. I just saw that. I just realized that. All right, dancing on my own. So currently, right now, they're eight and four right now and on a two-game losing streak. Uh, let's see. And last week, I'm pretty sure they lost. Yeah, they lost their game to Team Click, 357 to 309. But currently, right now, they're being Team DeBagas, 117 to 65. So pretty good. So they might snap their two-game losing streak. All right, they keep it up. Yeah. Somewhat blowing them out at this point. Huh. All right. So that's it for ESPN. Now let's go to Yahoo. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So the Frio takes. So currently, so last week, 
They are eight and three, eight, three and one. So eight wins, three losses, and one draw. And last week they beat uh Larry's genius team eight to one. So pretty good. Pretty good. And currently, right now, they're beating Iron Pigs five to four. So pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, and then Gombridge, they are now seven, four, and one. So seven wins, four losses, and one draw. Let's see. No, go down. All right. So currently, right now, so last week they won their team against Great Team, eight to one. But they're currently losing to Pinstripes six to two. How fitting! We're losing a team named after making a re- Yankees reference to. Our team, that's basically a Red Sox reference. Awesome. Hopefully that doesn't mean anything coming this weekend. <laughs> All right. Section 10. So currently right now they are now 6-5-1. and one. So six wins, five losses, and one draw. So so currently – so last week they won – or, well, they won their game against Durham Eagles 5-3. All right. And then – so currently, right now, they're beating Rockets eight to nothing. So pretty good, awesome. All right. So starting nine. So currently, they are eight, three, eight and one. So three wins, eight losses, and one draw. All right. So last week they lost their game, the Sons of Pitches, TDCJ six to four. That's official. All right. And then this week they're tied against Guadalupe hitters four to four. So that game's tied up, not at four. Right. So tie number two, maybe. I don't know. All right, Royal Rooters. So they're currently five, six, and one. So five wins, six losses, and one draw. All right. Okay. So currently, they're or last week they lost to Tom's tip or tip top team seven to three. Despite the fact that this that that team's name is named after me, yeah, but still. And now they're losing the Cubs seven to two. Man, good lord! All right, all right. Call him Poppy. They're eight and four. So the only team in the Yahoo category that does not have a tie or is not did not finish the game with a draw. So pretty good. All right. And currently, so last week they beat uh, Nick Davis's best team five to four. So pretty good. Awesome. But this week they're tied up with uh, Noah's nice team five to five. Yeah, so maybe I spoke too soon by saying that. Yeah, then maybe they might get a draw this week. I don't know. All right. So that's it for fantasy or our fantasy baseball update. All right. We will go to break and then come back and wrap it up with a serious look ahead and fi- or, and then uh, final thoughts. All right. So don't go anywhere, folks. All right, we are back to wrap up the show, and let's start off with a serious look ahead to the New York Yankees. Yuck. Hopefully we don't get too killed. <laughs> okay, so tomorrow that game will be at um, 6-10 Central Time, 7-10 Eastern Time, excuse me. All right, Josh Winkowski versus Garrett Cole. All right, Josh Winkowski, he is 3-2 with a 3.12 ERA. All right, and last time he pitched was, I believe, against Chicago Cubs on last Saturday on January the 2nd. Come on, load, 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 load. 
Come on, load it. Come on, here we go. All right, so here we go. So he uh, pitched six innings, gave up five or gave up six hits, did surrender a run. He did walk a person, struck out six, and he got the loss in that one. So yeah, not so decent, but still got the loss. Yeah, still, I agree. All right, Garrett Cole, man, I hate this dude so much. <laughs> All right, so he's seven and two with a two point ninety nine ERA. Man, that picture that he has, his profile picture, just looks like he's just—he does not want to be here. He just looks like looks like a douche. <laughs> All right. So last time he pitched was on Saturday against Cleveland. Gave or pitched six innings, gave up three hits, surrendered two runs, walked three people, struck out six, but got the but got the win. So he's now yeah. Still hate him. Still not like him. And he's a cheater too. Yeah, he uses spider tack. That's how he's good at pitching because he just uses spider tack. That, I mean, seriously. I mean, Garrett Cole. I mean, I feel like when the Red Sox do face him, it's basically like what Garrett Cole we're gonna get. Are we gonna get the guy who's gonna shove at us basically a certain amount of innings? Are we gonna get the guy that want like right off the bat we're gonna start hitting him and stuff like that? Yeah, we don't know. We'll find out tomorrow. Hopefully we get the Garrett Cole that we like as the one with that we have a hit parade off of. But I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. All right. So Friday's game. That game will be at 6-10 Eastern or 6-10 Central Time, 7-10 Eastern Time. Um TV or Red Sox star. You love him. You, you love him. You know him. He's TBD. Yeah, we don't know yet. And then Nestor Cortez for the Yankees. All right, we'll go over Nestor Cortez because we don't know who the Red Sox starter is. All right. So he is 7-3. He's having a pretty good year. 7-3 with a 2.44 ERA. Let's see. Oh, I thought it was – oh, it's not Junior? Oh, I thought it was. All right. So he pitched on Saturday, too, because that game was a doubleheader with the Cleveland. Um, he pitched six innings, gave up three hits, did surrender run, but didn't walk anybody, struck out six, and got the win in that one. All right. Yeah, sort of, yeah. All right. Then Friday, that game will be at six fifteen Eastern time, or six six fifteen, or six fifteen Central time, seven fifteen Eastern time. TBD once again for a second straight day in a row against Jordan Montgomery. All right, let's go over Jordan Montgomery. All right, because we don't know who the Red Sox starter is. All right, he uh, he's three and two with a three point nineteen ERA. All right, last time old Jordan Montgomery pitched. All right. Yeah, he's the same age as me. Oh, that really I okay, maybe I don't like maybe I don't hate Jordan Montgomery so much. Because the guy's the same age as me, 1992. All right. Awesome. All right. So he pitched on Sunday against the or against Cleveland Guardians, pitched five innings, gave up three hits, did surrender run, walked three people, struck out eight though, but he got the loss. So yeah. All right. Maybe we get might catch him on another loss. I don't know. He's also kind of a guy that we don't know. We might get a guy where, like, he might best us or basically a guy, a guy we might hit off of. I don't know. All right. Sunday, that game will be at, will be at another Sunday night baseball matchup, 6 6.08 Central Time and then 7.08 Eastern Time. I'll probably be on the road up the floor or down to Florida at this point. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about what we're going to plan on doing for our next episode because, yeah, that is going to be up in the air at this point. All right. Anyway. Nick Pavetta will get the start for the Red Sox up against Jamison Tylon. All right. Nick Pavetta, he's a 8-6 right now with a 3.68 ERA. All right. Let's go over his 
what he did last time, which was tonight, which is, yeah. So he pitched, well, actually, no, he pitched on uh, Tuesday against Tampa Bay Rays, pitched 5.2 innings, gave up eight hits, surrendered seven runs, walked two people, struck out four, and got the loss. No. Yeah. All right. Then Jamison Tylon, he's 9-2 and two with a 3.63 RN. All right. He... He pitched against uh, on Tuesday against the Pittsburgh Pirates. He pitched 5.1 innings, gave up five hits, or gave up six hits, surrendered five runs, walked zero people, struck out five, but got the loss in this one. So that's it for our series. Our series look ahead. Now the weather look ahead. Let's see what the weather's going to be like in old Boston, Massachusetts for this weekend. <clears throat> All right. So, yeah. All right. Got reload. All right. So, Thursday, game time will be 64 degrees, a few clouds from time to time, um, 10 to 15 mile per hour winds, and a 7% chance of rain. All right. So, maybe bring a coat. I don't know. Seriously, it's 65 degrees in the summertime. Night, good lord. All right. So Friday night, all right, six or uh, 65 degrees, partly to mostly cloudy. Uh, winds to 5 to 10 mile per hour and an 8% chance of rain. All right. Saturday. All right. 59 degrees. 59 degrees. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Mostly, cl- well, mostly clear skies, um, 5 to 10 mile per hour winds and 2% chance of rain, at least for that. All right. And then Sunday. For Sunday night baseball, not Tuesday. For Sunday night baseball, all right. Mostly clear, sixty-one degrees, five to ten mile per hour winds, and a four percent chance of rain. All right, so basically, mostly okay, mostly a pretty good weekend. All right, don't have to worry about rain at all. Good, that's what we should like. All right, but knowing how the Red Sox are doing this month so far, maybe a rain out wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't be bad either. Uh, yeah. All right. So final thoughts. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know what we're gonna do about the next episode too. I just we we are gonna get one to you guys. It's just I'm not sure what's gonna happen. Like with uh heading down to Florida and stuff like that. If like because we're gonna stay in our Airbnb. My sister, my mom, and my brother are staying in Airbnb. So I'm not sure if we might have. I'm pretty sure we might have internet, but I'm not sure how it might do with like uh, getting it like logged into my computer because this is where how I record podcasts and stuff like that. So maybe I'm not sure. We'll see. But I'll say something to you guys on the social medias saying, "Hey, we're just going to push back recording till maybe I get back from Florida, which is like next Sunday or so." So yeah. Anyway, yeah, we'll find out. I mean, we'll figure it out. Don't worry, guys. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. All right. So final thoughts. Um, other final thoughts. Uh, so how about so how about the how about ESPN trying to put up a billboard talking about the Jeter uh, documentary in like near Fenway Park? Yeah. I didn't know they were trolling us at first. I mean, seriously, but still, I mean why ESPN? Seriously. The worldwide leader of sports trying to 
troll. Seriously, I mean seriously. That's something like Barcelona will do. Not ESPN. Seriously, a professional, more professional um, outlet like ESPN would try to do something like trolling. That's what I kind of hate about also like a Bleacher Report too, especially when they like make jokes and trolls about the Red Sox and stuff like that. My favorite teams, that, that really just pisses me off. I mean, seriously, do you want me to like not follow you guys? I don't know. Just, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting. See, now I'm acting like Cubs fans about the whole Winkowski comments. I don't know. Yeah. Final thoughts. Got nothing else. I don't know. I mean, we got to do better against division teams. I mean, I know eight, nine, and 18 against division teams. You have not won a division series or division series or a series against the division opponent yet. That's got to change. That really has to change. I don't know it's going to be this weekend. I hope it's this weekend, but knowing the old Yankees and knowing how hot and how much of a wagon they are, that might not happen. That probably won't even happen. Best case scenario, we might even come out with a split. I'm not sure. Depends. Or uh, I'm just hoping we just don't get embarrassed and shamed. Seriously. That's why I kind of hate about watching the game on ESPN, too. I mean, on nationally televised games. It's just another way for us to get nationally te- nationally embarrassed on national television. Well, at least I'll miss the ESPN or the Sunday Night Baseball broadcast because, as I said, I'm heading on the road down to Florida. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, we got to change how – because this is why winning – either winning that series or sweeping the series against the Cubs was important because – the Cubs are not really that good. The Rays and Yankees, they're good and tough. And the Toronto Blue Jays, they're tough, especially if you go to Toronto and knowing kind of like the vaccination laws that they have in Toronto right now, still have in place. I mean, seriously, having someone like a Tanner Houck and someone like that would be important, but still. These games are important. I know. I mean, we're not we're not even close to, oh, yeah. Close to all stars. Speaking, by the way, full for Rafael Devers for third baseman. Yeah, get him in. Yeah. How about that alliance that they made on social media with the New York Mets? That's kind of funny. I mean, I, I kind of felt uh, voting for P. Alonso and Starling Marte, too, on the voting, too, but still, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, back. So we need to win these series. I mean, seriously, this is the vision. I don't know if it'll be this weekend uh, because this is going to be tough. I really feel like this is going to be a tough month, month whatsoever, except me going to an actual Red Sox game, first one in, like, basically four years kind of deal. And also getting to see Big Poppy get inducted in the Hall of Fame, that would actually be nice. That would actually be fun to see, too. I mean, seriously, I mean, that's literally two Sundays away. That's awesome. Where Big Poppy's going to get sworn into baseball immortality or baseball Valhalla's. That would actually be fun. That's going to be fun. I I probably will not have a dry eye watch, listen, watching slash listening to the speech. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, seriously, we got to start winning some of these series against the division. Seriously. I'm tired of losing. If we're going to go far in October, we have to start winning games against our division opponents. The Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Rays, even the Orioles. Even the Orioles. We got to start winning these series. Because seriously, that will define, this month might define 
whether we go far in October or even get into October whatsoever. Seriously, we got to pick it up. Time to pick it up, guys. All right. All right. Enough said. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share. Keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at the red underscore charter. Then follow the show on TikTok at or at Sox Illinois, lowercase Sox Illinois. Follow the show on Instagram, also at lowercase Sox Illinois. Then follow or like the show on Facebook, the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter. And then follow the show on Spotify and Apple. I on Google too. Forgot about that. All right. With that being said, I believe that will about do it. All right. See you guys maybe next Sunday or Monday. Well, actually, Monday because we're going to get begin down there on Monday. So we'll see. We'll maybe get an episode done for you on Monday. Um, either that or maybe the Sunday I get back. I don't know. But anyway, banana. <laughs>